So do we need do we need like a safety word that we can we can bust out if you need to sleep? <laughs> uh, no, we we're, we're going to push on through. We're going to nail this mother. Right. So okay. Right. Good to know. Good to know. Right. We could we could get this. We could get this. We just need to. The only way it's not happening is if you actually see me sleeping. So steer away from the history chat. Ah shit! There goes all of my swaps i don't know talking about swaps just makes it feel like we're in the big short it does yeah swaps and shorts sweet sweet character swaps and all those the big swap obviously sounds more like a documentary about swinging oh i didn't i wasn't going i was thinking like the whole swap meet thing that they do in america um what is a swap you just kind of it's like a my understanding of it is is it's like a car boot sale but instead of cash you like it's more it's more feudal ah uh, okay Fe- a feudal, feudal boot sale, boot sale. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast Ugh, no one asked for this welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harry's and me and this is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody else has to talk about and this week we are figuring out our top three characters who share a name we want to swap places because we are really diving into the nobody asked us to talk about this portion of the topic selector yes i I can't remember what spurred you to come up with this one is it one of your choices no because came up with one of those today um there was there was a, there was logic behind it. Did I put? I think I put it on the. Did I not put it on the sheet? Some of them I've I'm put on the sure. sheet where it's like the the inspiration. But um, let's have a, let's, let's uh, uh, live. We don't have a looking through looking through the spreadsheet. I have put it in quotes though, so I'm now wondering if searching through the WhatsApp chat. So th- this came from a conversation. I'm not going to mention the beginning of it. Okay. But I said, he also has the sad eyes of David Duchovny. Scully would be distraught. And you then <laughs> said, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> and then I said, characters who share a day we want to spot places. Yes, Drake and Josh, but with the rapper. And the other dude is still a high school kid. Uh, the B from B-Movie replaced with Bumblebee from Transformers. No, the B's from Wicker Man replaced by Bumblebee from Transformers. So the film just ends with Bumblebee beating the shit out of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Not really a movie, but Moby the Artist and Moby Dick the Whale. <laughs> the woman in Roadhouse is called Doc. So that now has Patrick Swayze fucking a dwarf from Snow White. <laughs> nice. I think I went... Did I not go... Uh... Doc Brown with that suggestion, if memory serves. You did, yes. Um, Peter Dinklage and Tiptoes is Maurice, who is Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) There's something about Mary, but with Mary Poppins. Wolverine, but it's Logan Roy. Nice. Fuck off. Fuck off, Charles. (laughs) Harry Potter with... uh, That was actually your response to that, was just fuck off. Oh, it's good to to know that I just churn out the same shit regardless. (laughs) Yep. Then Harry Potter with Dirty Harry. Uh, Dirty Harry Potter sounds like porn. Seem to remember there being a a thing where someone replaced every wand in the Harry Potter books with penis, and it was hilarious. And then we talked about that for two days. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's where that's where it came from. It was actually a joint collaboration. There we go. A collab. A collab. The Sad Eyes of David Duchovny is one of my favourite go-to... Uh, would, it, would it be a simile? Uh... Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, or ways of describing things, because he does have very sad eyes. He does, yeah. It also sounds like it, it sounds like um, like a one-man play that would be put on at the fringe as well. But also nothing to do with David Duchovny, but it, it, it would just be titled The Sad Eyes of David Duchovny. It would be like uh, Banshees of Inisherin kind of thing, yeah. I feel. It would it would be looking at some kind of like toxic mess. Who would who would star in the sad eyes of David Duchovny? Because it obviously can't actually be David Duchovny. To be honest, I think it's going to be like a third year drama student from like a university who's just trying to like they think they've they've really nailed the introspection and um, what you need for a one man show, but it's actually quite painful for all of their friends who have to come yeah. along. So full on like we're talking less. Tony Awards and more Legs Akimbo. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, and I'm not going to dive into what Legs Akimbo is just because I want the confusion from people. <laughs> okay. Or alternatively, it would be so it would be this for it would be this conversation. Like, yeah, like, you know what song meant a lot to me growing up? Uh, the Sad Eyes of David Duchovny by Panic at the Disco. It was from their older album. It'd be that kind of. But it would—that's too short a song title, isn't it? It would have to be like the sad eyes of David Duchovny and other body parts, or the sad eyes of David Duchovny in that one scene in the X Files where Sully makes him out to look to be a moron, and there's not really an alien there. Brackets, at all. not the one from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Close brackets. <laughs> Reopen brackets. But that would make a great podcast subject. Uh, subject. Close brackets. Yes, Scully and Scully. Scully and Scully. You could also have. I... <laughs> Oh, I could. Could I? No, because that's that's shit. Um, Sully from Sully and Sully from Monsters Inc. Yeah, which way would you go? But, like just a, a random dude in Monsters Inc. or a massive hairy monster landing a plane in the Hudson? Massive hair. Both. Both. Uh, but both. All of all of my so people I think have figured out what the idea is. <laughs> we take characters who share a name and we're swapping them. Um. All of mine, I think, work both ways. I mean, all of mine work both ways. They're insane, yeah. but they work both ways. Oh, all of all of mine are... One of them is just an excuse to rehash an old conversation we've had before, but it's been a while. And all of the other ones, I think, are just... I want to watch it just to see how things unfold. Mm. It's a question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Which other Ian would you trade places with? Um, fucking hell. Right, let's have a... Do... Don't say Watkins. Hey, there's nothing wrong with H from Steps. You, and you have to go for same spelling. You can't go for any of those I-A-I-Ns. The frow, right. the frauds. And, and it, it's what we're doing for this episode, right? So I just... It's not like a quantum leap scenario it's we just swap yes okay cool so you are now doing this podcast with sir ian wood an 81 year old scotsman let me guess is he the richest ian you could find yes (laughs) (laughs) 
So Ian Wood <laughs> is uh, best known for his work in the North Sea oil industry, Wood Group, and is worth $1.7 billion. <laughs> and I believe from the quick Google uh, I just did is the richest Ian. <laughs> I'm rich in anecdotes, but I would take $1.7 million. Yeah. I would take $1.7 million, but he has billions. Nice. So, yeah, I I think I would would swap places with him, but my assumption is that I get all the money. His money's not... We're not swapping money. No, no, you're swapping places. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like... I, I... He's 81, so I'm assuming he's not that involved in the running of the business anymore. So, I feel like should be all right there was a bit of tax controversy apparently um I mean, don't get me wrong the territory of being a millionaire a yeah billionaire, i wish i googled I, I i just had to check into his wikipedia just because half expected definitely want to swap places with him then it will come out with like he has been accused of murdering eight women or something like that but no he seems uh <laughs> he, he a standard billionaire by uh you know some some form of genocide yeah so yeah, I'll, I'll swap places with him, please. What about you? Who's the richest Graham? Um, oh, there was a Graham, the richest man in New Zealand's a Graham, but he spells it the wrong way. So um, he had eight point two billion as well, unfortunately. Classic Graham. I'll go uh, Coxon. I like Blur. As in, I was going to say, as in the Blur dude. The Blur dude. Yeah. Does he have? <laughs> Doesn't he, like, own a cheese company? No, that's the other one. Is it? What yeah. does Graham Coxon own? Graham Coxon owns something, obviously, I'd assume. A house. Very big house? In the country. <laughs> other artistic endeavours. It's obviously not going to be under there. Blur. Musician. Cheese. Alex James. Yeah, the other one. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember the other one in Blur. You are you are correct. Uh, ironically, Coxon friends with gone. Uh, I, the drummer for Blur is called uh, Dave Roundtree, but I don't think he's related to the. I'm assuming the Roundtree fortune. Oh right, like, yeah, like the fruit pastel fortress somewhere. Um, he was born in Germany, Graham Coxon. So you want to be the guitarist? He is. He is the guitarist. The guitarist from Blur. Yeah. We'll sing song one, song two. That would be such a disappointing tour. <laughs> yeah, because like, like people... I can't play guitar or sing. Yeah, <laughs> people like uh, Blur are back together, they're touring, they turn up, and with with no reference or explanation, it's just you playing guitar. It's just me, yeah. I can do the talky bit to Park Life. Gives right. me an enormous sense of well-being. <laughs> We're doing quite well with these blur jokes. We are, yeah. Something about girls and boys. Something, something, something. Coffee and TV. <laughs> I'm just having a look at fame. I've just googled famous Ian's because why not? He's a cunt. He's a cunt. He's dead. He's dead. Don't know who he is. Ian writes all right, but that feels inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, there's not. Ian Hislop. There's lot. not a lot of. Quite Ian Hislop. You don't private eye. Yeah. Ranker.com, who is the most famous Ian and... Oh, it is Ian McKellen. Of course it's Ian McKellen. Ian Fleming. I could write Bond books. You'd you'd make a fantastic... How old is... How old is Ian McKellen? Like, 
eighty something. I, I I will I will search it, but it just eighty four. Yeah, you'd make a fantastic octogenarian gay guy. I think so. Yeah, I could see. I yeah. I would go see you and Patrick Stewart in Waiting for Godot. Yeah, and as we have talked about before, and I can't remember if we've ever actually explained it, but my hands aren't soft enough to be in McKellen. <laughs> you just have I have to, the uh... rough, calloused hands of a man who insists on deadlifting more than he should. Ian McKellen just has really soft hands. It's been noted by multiple people. Yeah, it was that. No, you actually don't want to be him. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of Ians. A lot of Ians. Yeah, Ian Paisley. Yeah, he popped up on this list as well. (laughs) Oh, just after Ian Paisley is Ian Stewart Donaldson, who is a white supremacist musician from Lancashire. And the front man of Screwdriver. Oh, now, that could be interesting. <laughs> Swap, like, because it would be a very similar but a lot more wholesome version of people turning up to Blur and it being you. And this is true, yeah. <laughs> because, like, don't get me wrong, I'm covered in Celtic tattoos. I kind of look the part, but... People turning up to watch Screwdriver, and then it's me. Yeah, just just preaching a message of of, of love and it unity. It would be great. Yeah, just suddenly making Screwdriver a reggae band. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. All right, I will. I will. I will, I will swap places with the lead singer of Screwdriver in an attempt to solve racism. But also, I feel like I could do a lot more for the fight against racism. With one point seven billion dollars, this is true. Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could buy screwdriver. You could, you yeah. definitely could. How much will I have? Net what's Graham Coxon's net net worth? Fifteen million. It's got to be I'd decent. Take it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm. I... It's not bad, is it? This is this part. This whole podcast just googling the net worths of our namesakes. <laughs> Ian McKellen is worth $60 million. That's pretty, you know. You get by on $60 work. million. <laughs> and for the, for the sake of the podcast, I feel like a lot more listeners would listen to you and Ian McKellen than you and an 81-year-old billionaire Scotsman. <laughs> or the lead singer of Screwdriver. <laughs> or the lead singer of Screwdriver. <laughs> Imagine the topics he'd add to the sheet. It would just be that he'd, he'd be picking the same dude every pick, though, I imagine. Ah. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway, anyway, that was that was that was constructive. Yeah, what's what's new with you, Ian? Let's just let's find let's have a little uh, little delve into Ian's psyche for a couple of minutes before we get onto the film recommendation. Um, uh, how long do you have, Graham? <laughs> how long do you have? Things new. Uh, Wales are through to the quarterfinals at the Rugby World Cup. That's nice. Game in hand mm. means we get. Yep, I get watched, worth two in the bush. Yep, I, I believe that's the saying. So we get a weekend soon where I get to watch <laughs> that on the Saturday. Then the Sunday we're going to watch NFL in Tottenham and then go watch a funeral for a friend because why not? What a Sunday! What a fucking Sunday! But yes, uh, wedding wedding plans are in full swing. That's less than a month away now. We're nearly there. Um, nearly there that made it sound like we're getting married then when i said we're nearly there but there is there is a lot of this podcast (laughs) that that sounds like we're in a very uh wholesome and positive relationship it's 
I'm hoping the fact that the cold open to this episode is more than likely going to be you saying your son woke you up at 4am for people to realise that maybe... Or they think I'm just a horrible partner. <laughs> yeah, you're an, you're an absent father. <laughs> yeah. Why is it always Graham waking up with the kid? Well, Ian... <laughs> on all the videos they post, Ian's <laughs> drinking and insists on being in yeah, a different room. He's, he's absolute arsehole. Oh, you never gave me lobster, so... That's true. Know, fuck yeah. him. This is true. Yeah, do this every time. I always withhold the lobster. Always withhold the lobster. <laughs> Withholding the lobster. Um, that's that's like a Sylvia Plath novel, isn't it? It's the follow-up to The Sad Eyes of David's Comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which doesn't feature... Lo- it either doesn't feature lobster or doesn't feature withholding lobster. And it's just someone being plied with lobster for an entire hour and a half. Like they're a, like they're a little fat foie gras goose being like pumped lobster down their gullet yeah yeah exactly that or that episode of like, the simpsons where homer's getting exactly ex- exactly what i was about <laughs> to go for the uh the good old um hell he's in, he's hell, in hell right yeah. and then it turns out he's fine with it yeah uh i do oh fuck i don't <laughs> my takeaway from that is donuts are great donuts are great Oh, that was so great. What was the uh, Crosstown? Oh, Crosstown did some great ones. The, the Guinness ones that we had. Yes, that we ate. Uh, it was one of our lockdown meetups where we had to put them on a park bench, yeah. then stand away from the bench and walk separately towards the donuts if we wanted one. <laughs> and we got That was a weird... And we got through six of them. We got through a lot <laughs> of those fucking donuts. Lockdown was. What's your favourite donut? Favourite favourite donut. donut, and then we'll roll on. I quite like the um, the Nutella filled Krispy Kremes because I'm a bit of a Nutella freak. But I also could. I, I worry for how many of the just regular ringed Krispy Kreme donuts I could eat in a sitting because they feel like they're about three mouthfuls. And I also really want to try the you know the places that do the burgers between the Krispy Kremes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to try one of those. I haven't had I'll go Nutella, then original Krispy Kreme, and then um I'll throw out in third place Timbits, which are like the donut holes. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and they did it's it's the Tim Hortons, um, which is the Canadian coffee chain, and they did a um like pumpkin spice one, so Ooh. yeah, that's that's number three. Interesting. I, I um, like a custard donut. As well. I love a custard donut. Yeah, but they get that they are unfairly maligned. Bad custard donuts are awful. Like a bad custard donut is worse than a bad jam donut. Yeah, but jam donut. I, I'm not a fan of jam donuts. Like I could, I could never have another jam donut in my life and i'd be okay with it graham the guitarist for blur <laughs> has decided to enter the world of donuts <laughs> turning all of his cheese empire into custard but that's the other dude fuck it is damn damn <laughs> i keep getting it wrong graham the guitarist from blur has killed alex james <laughs> and, and taken his, his cheese, cheese empire. empire for his own how's your uh how much lactose is in custard uh more than is serviceable yeah but i love more, more than your for, right i'm gonna i'm gonna say a phrase now yeah and then we will sit in silence for a moment and then we'll go on to your movie recommendation nobody else okay for. okay more than your guts can handle 
Yes. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah. I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm alright, actually. Thanks, nah. nah. It's all right. I'm fine. No, it's alright. No, right. I'm fine. Yeah, that's alright. Fuck off. And your movie recommendation! There, were, I was uh, watching the new Always Sunny season, and um, Sweet D used the phrase, uh, yes, he came round and he pumped my guts. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What's, what's, um, because of our. <laughs> I'm going to have to censor this myself. Um, watch these people get all up in your guts. French vanilla, butter pecan, chocolate deluxe. That's a bit of... Uh, who would have thought that the, the new lead singer of Screwdriver <laughs> would be covering Ice Cream by Raekwon? Great song. Cracking song. So, movie recommendation. Movie recommendation. Uh, so... My logic here is I'm going for a film that has a character in it whose name is so unique that you wouldn't possibly be able to switch them into another movie. So that character is Satanico Pandemonium, uh, played by Sam Hayek. And the movie is the wonderful From Dust Till Dawn, which we've spoken about on the podcast many a time before. But don't worry, I can see you checking the spreadsheet and it's not been a movie recommendation. Have we not? No, it's been two. It's been a choice twice, um, but it's not been a recommendation. What was it a choice for? It was a choice for. Um, now you're now you're testing me in um, from dusk. Uh, nights out movie. Nights out. Did Ye- someone pick the titty twister? Possibly. I have just. I have. I have just googled it. I've just not googled, googled it. I've just it. Films so we would actually, add Nicholas Cage to. Yeah, so it's only actually been in one. Because it comes up with two, because it's in two parts of that episode. Hey, my bad. It hit, it hit our it hit our top three, the the actual top three, and then was my first. Yeah, so films we would add Nicolas Cage to from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, nice. Such a good fucking film. It's very good. I we've spoken about it a lot, but just um, the the fact that if you were to go in blind, which I think one of your friends was, like it goes from being a kind of tense sort of hostage actiony kind of movie into a full-on vampire film it goes from a tarantino movie to a robert rodriguez movie Uh, true yeah basically they grind house before they grind house they grind house before they grind house i did uh a church of tarantino episode the Church of Tarantino. Oh, fuck. On it, where we talked about the opening scene. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, it's um great film. And Satanico Pandemonium is not someone we could uh, use in this episode because there is no other Satanico Pandemoniums in the uh, movie-verse. No, like... And the only one I can think of would be a uh-huh and not count. Because there was like a TV series remake, and I think she's in that. But that's just swapping the same character for the same character. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't want a film that is kind of two, secretly two films with a shock Mm. middle twist and genre switcheroo, what other films do you think people should watch? 
so I'd pick a film where um, one of the actors in it is actually named after a character in a TV series, um, which is Chitty from The Good Place. So um, you'd have, be able to do the kind of swap thing here. I'm, of course, talking about Midsummer. Um, it is, uh, yeah, I, I guess it kind of goes a bit, it, it does kind of follow the um, the uh, Dust Till Dawn route in that it does kind of take quite the sharp left turn once uh, once they end up in Sweden. But yeah, God, what can be said about Midsummer that hasn't been said already? It does take a sharp left turn, but it still stays in the same... It would be like if they went there and it became a musical. Uh, this is true, yeah. Also, I'd watch that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I'd love Florence B to do a musical, because she can sing. It wouldn't surprise me if she... Uh... She mm. dipped her musical toes. And on that note, Graham, because mm. I'm worried you're going to fall asleep if we don't keep this uh, this keep pod trainer rolling. Uh, it's time to talk about our top three characters who share a name we want to swap places. Let's and do it, you the can. first choice is mine. Cheers. So these two characters, mm. obviously, share a first name. So one of them is an Olympic gold medalist and boxing champion from the Soviet Union who had an amateur record of 100 wins and 100 knockouts, because of course he did. (laughs) Um, There are heavy rumours on the boxing scene that he took uh, anabolic steroids, and you can tell that because you literally get to see him getting injected with them before running up what can only be described as a near-vertical incline treadmill. So I am, of course, talking about Dolph Lundgren's Ivan Drago. I thought Kate Bush, because of all of that hill running that she did. Mm. Well, she was running up that hill. She made a deal with God. A deal with God. (laughs) Asked us to swap our places. It's all coming together. It's like it was was meant to be. It's not Kate Bush. It's not Kate Bush, unfortunately. Well, she completely got the idea wrong because her name's not God and God's name's not... Well, God's name could be Kate, I guess. Who knows? Oh, we, we just don't anyway, know. It's all that sorry. bothering. But... Um... <laughs> back, back, back to boxing. Back to boxing. So Kate Bush was a Soviet-era <laughs> boxing champion. Um, billed at six foot five. Ha! <laughs> huh, I'm... Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. Rocky IV, as a film, makes absolutely no sense anyway. Right? Mm. Like, nothing... And we've talked about this before, I think, in our... Um, I can't remember, but I basically argued that we shouldn't like Rocky IV as much as we do. Because it is... It, Rocky IV is a good, bad movie that people talk about like it's really good. Like but it's enjoyable. Right? Because, yeah. Like, I don't have the exact statistics, but it's like a third of the movie is montage. Right. And that's not hyperbole. Like, an insane amount of the film is montage. And in one of the montages, it's a flashback to his time with Apollo Creed, where it's looking at montages. Excellent. So it montages a montage. A metatage. The metatage. I think didn't David Beckham broke his metatagel. <laughs> metatagels. Fucking hell. I need more sleep if I'm going to do this, Ian, because I'm not funny. <laughs> there you go. This is great. <laughs> so, yeah, Rocky Four makes no sense at all. So, any part of the film, from the fact that it's implied Sylvester Stallone ends the Cold War. Yeah. The fact that he, they could even have a sanctioned fight. The fact that um, 
Apollo Creed dies. Like, all of that makes no sense. Like, there is no way a fighter or a boxer like Apollo Creed would go into a fight with this guy with very limited training or anything like that, mm. right? Like, the whole film is preposterous, and I will now have watched it within the last... By the time this episode comes out, I will have rewatched Rocky IV. Fair. Because I think that's just a natural thing to do. Whenever you're talking about Rocky IV, you watch Rocky IV. So, do, you, do you remember the Rocky chocolate bars? The, like, little... Uh biscuit covered in chocolate like lunchbox rocky chocolate and you know they had a caramel one as well which was infinitely better than the regular rocky bar yes i do fuck are they still a thing i don't know i've not seen them they're still a thing i mean i've also not had a lunchbox for about (laughs) 30 years um there's no way to phrase this without accidentally giving everybody an incredible mental image but they're made by foxes Ah. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. I'm glad they're on their feet because yeah. that's you know they were looting through the rubbish and you know eating. I'm sure they can. They must be able to be doing better for themselves now. Yeah, trying try to find all the glaciers for their mints. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that always. Why is the fox's glacier mint logo a polar bear? Like, come on, guys. Because like, don't call it because... foxes. Call it bears. There's not. There's not a lot to say on that. You're right. We have blown the confectionery industry wide open. <laughs> and with my Scottish oil money, <laughs> or my Nazi punk money, and my friend's cheese money, <laughs> yeah, we are going to get to the bottom of this. So Rocky Four is preposterous. I think we've we figured that out now. Yeah. I don't think it would be more preposterous to replace Ivan Drago with an intergalactic alien tyrant who wishes to conquer the universe. And there was always, like, a running joke that the next Rocky film would be him fighting an alien, which I think might have then ended up becoming Predator or something like that. Right. But Rocky Four is now going to be less Soviet Union and more space-based because Rocky is taking on Ivan Ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, movie. I would watch the shit out of this. Because I could also believe a lot more that Ivan Ooze would kill Apollo Creed. And just kind of, doesn't even have to be in a fucking boxing fight. Like, I don't yeah. know why it's going to be a boxing match. We'll just have to figure that out. Like, it's not like Power Rangers makes a lot of sense. But it would just be amazing. Just Rocky fighting a giant purple alien who at one point I think combines with a giant wasp monster? It's all a bit weird. Hornet. Like, a hornet. So he becomes Ivan Hornitor. Exactly. Which then also means Stallone gets to randomly increase in size because that's how they always beat Power Rangers villains. And this is true, yeah. And I like to think he will have a massive EpiPen for when he gets stung. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think so. But the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. So this would also be another good bad movie that starts with somebody hatching from an egg. Mm. So it's basically Super Mario Brothers again, but it's a giant pink egg that just randomly appears in a boxing match and then kills Apollo Creed (laughs) and then decides to fight Rocky in wherever the fuck it is Ooze comes from. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's got a very good um, opening line when he hatches, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is back, which I feel is a is a good, um, ring entrance for a, for a boxer. I think so. I think so. And then, obviously, the flip side of this is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie starts. They uncover this egg in a construction site. It hatches, and Ivan Drago walks out. Yeah. So that then becomes a Cold War thing. <laughs> so just... And also, I get that Ivan Ooze is covered in tendrils and purple and all of that jazz, but Ivan Drago looks more like an alien. Uh, yeah, fair point. I, 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 Ivan Drago is fucking insane as a human being. And I also would like to... like Him fighting the Power Rangers could be interesting. And then, similar to how Stallone will have to beat uh, Ooze, Drago would then grow to colossal size and fight a fucking robot thing. Yeah. A Zord. Zords? Zords. Zords. They're Zords. Yeah. And I think that would also be a fucking incredible film. <laughs> Fighting. They fought weirder fucking things. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, um, can't disagree with that. And also, he's at least, like, is more imposing than any of the uh, Power Rangers villains have ever been. Yeah, so I've got a list of Power Rangers villains, which I think we might have run through before. Yes, because we had the we were talked about the turtle one at length. Yes, uh, so there's Turkey Jerk, right, which looks like a washing machine with a giant turkey head coming out of it. Yeah, um, Mister Tickle Sneezer. He's a, Obviously, a, le- a leprechaun. Uh, Frankenstein's monster rocks up in one of them. Pudgy Pig is a pig with arms coming out of his mouth, but he's just like a pig head with legs, then arms coming out of the pig's mouth, which is entirely and thoroughly normal. Goofish, Crabby Cabby, who is half crab, half taxicab. <laughs> Artist Mole. Who's a mole that's dressed like a Frenchman's artist? <laughs> oh fucking hell! The guy, Pursehead. the guy who played Ivan Ooze, also was the um, the French um, the French archaeologist in Razor Lost Ark. Yes, yeah, he was. <laughs> it's. It, uh, fucking hell, I haven't seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in fucking ages, but I still remember most of it. Because they go to a random, which is clearly just like a forest in America somewhere, they go to another planet to regain their powers after Zord falls out of his tube. And one of them become... Because the, the animals are... Um, I did have this already open up so I could very quickly refer to it and instead of what I had open is now just uh, a list of places that sell Rocky chocolate bars <laughs> so yeah so they go to another another planet yeah. to regain their powers and they get because uh... the first stage they were all dinosaur robots right? yeah I believe so then they fuck off to some ruined temple and they get their spirit animals awakened. So one of them is a bear. One of them is an ape. One's a wolf. One's a falcon. One's a crane. And one's a frog. And I remember that guy being very disappointed. And I think the attractive alien woman 
wins him over by saying, Yes, like like the one you kissed to get a prince. So, all right, mate. Excellent. Your, your mate's standing over there with a giant fuck-off bear robot. <laughs> and you're a frog. You're hopping around. You're hopping around in your fucking frog robot. But I guess... What animal... If you had to have an animal-themed Zord to fight yeah. giant Ivan Drago in, what would you want? Platypus. A platypus. Platypus. You just got yeah. you've, you've just got custard on the brain. I can make my own Zord custard. And platypuses are um, venomous. They have venomous spines in their uh, feet. So They do. We have... Platypus facts are up there on the list of things we end up talking about a lot. I yeah, I just I think I'm just fascinated. They're great. Like they are they eggs. They're they eggs. sweat milk, right? They don't actually have nipples. Yeah, they've got no nipples. They secrete milk through their like yeah, through their skin and I guess they kind of suckle it off of the, the fur. They also have beaks. Or bills at least. But like that's insane because they're mammals. Yeah. That's some awful, awful mental images there, isn't it? What about you? Um, dude, I just, just just to uh, really lean, really lean into this McKellen swap. Could do with a good bear. <laughs> I think I think a bear robot would be the uh, decent way forward. They've already got a bear though. Come on, be imaginative. Oh, I've, got to, I've got to go for a diff- different one. Um. If you're going, if you're going platypus, mm. it, 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 it. Oh well, no, platypus isn't quite aquatic, is it? So I can't go octopus. It can, and they can swim. Octopus robot would be fun. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I go for that. I'd go with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that that guy from my octopus teacher would want to fuck you. But um, true. Other Very than that, true. We- you'd be fine. Other, other <laughs> is the octopus robot nemesis, my octopus teacher. I still. Well, he's the student. I can't fathom how big that documentary got, given that I don't... I, and I'm not just saying this because he clearly wanted to fuck an octopus. I don't think it was that good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. No, but people were talking like it was the best documentary ever made. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was that. But I think it was... It was, but it, it was another, um, like, lockdown phenomenon, right? It was around that oh, time. True. Same. Our collective bars lowered during that time. Yeah, we we all watched. I mean, I love Tiger King. We've had this discussion before, but um, like the entire planet watched Tiger King. Yeah. So, yeah. I not to rehash entire WhatsApp conversations we've had, given I've already literally read from one. Never finished Tiger <laughs> King. It, I just didn't. It didn't. Didn't do anything for me. But I watched Tickled three times in the space of about four months. Well, that may say more about you than Joe Exotic. This is true. This is true. So, first choice, Graham. Mm. Ivan Drago is swapping with Ivan Ood. So the Power Rangers are now facing a Russian giant. And Rocky is facing an intergalactic alien tyrant hellbent on destroying the world. Excellent. Nice. Nice. So you have gone with a character, characters that share first names i'm going to go with two characters here that share their entire name and that is t-rex from jurassic park and t-rex from tammy and the (sighs) (laughs) t-rex 
Interesting. So, um, yeah, basically, um, Denise Richards falls in love with the real T-Rex, not her horny boyfriend whose brain's been transplanted into a, into a uh, animatronic T-Rex. And Jeff Goldblum runs away from a horny Paul Walker in a T-Rex animatron. Is that an animatron? Is that the right word? I don't know. It was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Like for 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 people who might not know what Tarry and the T Rex is, I thoroughly encourage you to listen to our League of Good Bad Movies episode on it from mm. November twenty twenty one. Um, and the T Rex is fucking insane. Oh, it's mad, and I I love it with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I mean the fact that. Denise Richards and Paul Walker um, lead the way as well is fantastic. It was the movie that was made because the guy had access to a T-Rex, an animatronic T-Rex, and <sighs> he was like, could we make a movie about T-Rex? And I think the studio was like, have you got a movie? And like, no, I've got T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of, I think they wrote, they wrote the script and filmed it within like a three week period or something ridiculous. He didn't have the T-Rex for long. Yeah. The T-Rex, a loner. which... <laughs> yeah, and couldn't move. We had to push it around. Always fixed in place in whatever scene it was in. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking hell. What a film. Fantastic, yeah. So I like I like the idea of um in yeah, in Jurassic Park. Because also the T Rex and Tammy the T Rex is probably I reckon about a one third scale size of an actual T Rex. Like it's definitely smaller than the T Rex in Jurassic I mean- Park. Accuracy was not factored in, in that T-Rex. <laughs> you could also tell because at one point Denise Richards rides it. <laughs> this is this is true. Not like that, you pervs. And it well <laughs> she does she fuck it? It's I know it spoons her in a barn. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's implied rather than uh, rather than shown. Oh fucking hell. The best way to describe the T-Rex and Tammy and the T-Rex is it would be straddling a crazy golf course. Yes. It would be the final hole that the entire course is themed after. It's a high quality mini golf. Oh yeah, it's at least it's at least ten pound a round. But it screams mini golf. Yeah. So yeah, you've got the um the inhabitants of Isla. What's it called? Isla Nublar. 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 Isla Nublar. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Running away from um, a T-Rex that's actually Paul Walker's brain... Con- well, not Paul Walker, but Paul Walker's character's brain controlling an animatonic T-Rex, but also it can't move. So, like, whenever you've got... like You know the scene, the famous scene where he's chasing the car and Jeff Goldblum is on the back and everything... I like to think that it's just being like you can just see it being pulled along on uh, like a flatbed. <laughs> just be- <laughs> its vision depends on movement. Yeah, and then in the whole premise of Tammy and the T Rex is that uh, because it turns out that her boyfriend's brain's been put into the T Rex, she still loves the T Rex and falls in love with it, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it would just be the case that. She's fallen in love with an actual T-Rex who is now in, I'm assuming they're in LA, but yeah. I just pulled up the Wikipedia for it. (sighs) 
The scene then cuts to a figure of a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a dark warehouse as two people, Dr. Vankenstein and his assistant Helga, walk through the doors. Imaginative names, isn't it? The, doc- the doctor is impressed by the robotic dinosaur's strength and reveals his plan to implant a living human brain into the robot to give it consciousness, mobility, and immortality. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works, um, because human brains are famously not immortal. Okay, so Jurassic Park, would we go a step further and it turns out Jurassic Park is just like, it's they're not, none of them are real dinosaurs, they're all just animatronics. Yeah, all so animatronics. It's closer, it's closer to Friday Night at Jurassic Park yeah. than actually Jurassic Park. All animatronics and they've all got um, cast members from the Fast and the Furious franchise's brains implanted in them. It's just a triceratops shouting family. <laughs> yeah. Family! Vin Diesel Velociraptor. Which, to be fair, is very Westworld. And Westworld is a Michael Crichton film. Yes, and the dots are joining. Fucking works. We got this. All right, quick one. Cast the Fast and Furious actors as dinosaurs. Go. That's ludicrous. Who would be a Stegosaurus? Nice. Um, No, I I don't know. Would he? Um, It depends. The Rock. How many... um... How many area codes could a um, Stegosaurus cover? True, true. Right, I'm going to pull up the Fast and Furious cast. Okay. Uh, Vin Diesel yeah. would insist on just being Vin Diesel. <laughs> but just walking around with like, his arms and a claw yeah. and just like spitting at people. Or, no, Vin Diesel would also insist on being a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. As would The Rock... But the rock would argue to be a slightly bigger T-Rex. Yeah, and they could only take as many bites as the Vin Diesel T-Rex took. Yeah, and then Jason Statham sweeps in also as a T-Rex, <laughs> but a slightly more mobile T-Rex. Uh, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez, I'd go Raptor maybe. Tyrese Gibson would be like a co- like the, I'd say comic relief dinosaur. So what what would what uh, the the ones that headbutt people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who <coughs> would be the um, the spitty necky ones? The spitty necky ones. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't have an ego. John Cena is going to be the spitty necky nice. ones. Um, because he's also in these films now. Yeah. Then Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris. I think I'll go Stegosaurus. I like the idea of Ludacris. No, Triceratop. Tri- he'd be Triceracop. We'll bring in Kung Fury as well. Nice. Okay. The Jordana Brewster. Would be, I'd go start the Stegosaurus for her as well. Don't know what I'm basing any of this on. Uh, then the guy who plays hands, so Sun Kang, um, he would be loads of the little fuckers. No, just all of them. Yeah, playing all of them. All of them. Ones. Yeah, like hive. That mind is, them. to be fair, Lost World, but I'll give you it anyway. Ah, no, you're right. You, you, no, I take it back. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not falling for that shit. Uh, he would be uh, Diplodocus. No, Brontosaurus. Those are the, the big, big fuckers. The big fuckers. The giraffey dinosaurs. Yeah. But again, I don't want... It, they all have to be just as bad. Like, I like the idea of Sam Neill standing up out of the fucking Jeep. <laughs> and then you pan across and it is a very bad animatronic Brontosaurus that can't move. Yeah. I um... With with Sun Kang's head in it. <laughs> head? Brain. Perfect. I, I, I couldn't have cast it better myself. Yeah, I try. It's one of my skills. So yeah, T-Rexes, they've got the same full name 
and they're swapping places. And Denise Richards is going to get probably eaten. Um, and um, Jurassic Park is uh, the main reason Jurassic Park's going to close is probably less so the um, murderous dinosaurs and more so the shit animatronics. <laughs> I'm going to paint you a, a mind picture here, right? Yeah. So, Stansfield, Gary Oldman, has just massacred a family in a block of flats. But then mm. the, 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 their daughter, their daughter's returned, Graham. And like, she sees all, the, all what's happening. She's like, oh, you know what? That French fucker lives like next door. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to professional. his. professional. He's very professional. And I'm just going to go to his house and pretend that's where I'm going. So she walks up to the door, <laughs> Graham. She walks up to the door. She knocks on it. And Leon's mm. got his gun. And he's looking through the peephole and he's not sure whether to open the door to her or not. And the police guy is getting a bit suspicious. And then suddenly, without Leon touching it, the deadbolt moves across and the door opens. Because this film, we are replacing Matilda with Matilda. So by this, obviously, Natalie Portman's Matilda is going into the uh, 1996 family film Matilda and the telekinetic genius Matilda is going into Leon. <laughs> Which, again, both of these yeah. now create very interesting films with a very, very different dynamic to them. They, they absolutely do. Can I shit on your parade, though? It For counts. It counts. It's a different spelling. It's, it's the same fucking name. Math- Mathilda. She is she is still Matilda. I mean, I'm saying it counts. I'm 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 coming back to this later, but just 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 to sell my store now, it's a different name. Is the main character in Leon called Matilda? No, it's called Leon. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I take that back. I I am going phonetic with this one. <laughs> I am. She is called. I I would. I, I know you vetoed it at the beginning, but I would have replaced, you know, Ian has numerous different spellings. John has numerous different spellings. Graham has numerous different spellings. I think it's the same name. Think away, sir. Think away. Think away. Okay. All right. Let's let's figure out how I can... We could replace Leon with uh, a very, very expensive chain that you often find in airports. <laughs> No, I, look, for the purpose of the choice, we'll go with it, but just know it's in my back pocket. Okay. Good to, good to the, know. The H is in my back pocket. Okay. That's... It, you shouldn't do it, man. <laughs> like, I know... No wonder you're fucking tired and up at four in the morning. Oh, my, my brain instantly went to steps. Oh, inter- interesting. <laughs> <laughs> No, no wonder you're up early, because H has to get up early to go to work. He's notoriously an early riser. Notoriously an early riser. Um, okay, so he just yeah, has to so keep we... on moving. <laughs> it's a tragedy, really. <laughs> keep on moving, Zuscop. Is it Zuscop Seven? Graham, I'm not going to lie. If you say it with confidence, I'm going to believe it. Fair. My steps, my steps knowledge, apart from the fact Claire from Steps went to my school, is practically zero. Yeah, the, the same. To be fair, 
Um, I know H's real name. <laughs> the fact they covered tragedy. Yeah. And Claire from Steps went to school. She did go to school, yeah. <laughs> she did go to school. Enough enough steps banter. Enough steps banter. That's it. This is the most steps banter that has happened ever. Probably in about a decade. <laughs> Matilda and Leon is now going to have telekinetic powers. Um, Matilda and Matilda is going to be a fucking badass. So, none of this fucking mistrunchable pancake eating bollocks. Matilda is going to go like proper fucking like going to shoot Mr. Transplant in the face it's not going to be the wholesome story of intellect versus adversity no it is going to be Matil- it's going to be closer to that what uh fuck who was in it um Malcolm McDowell is it like don't or if or something um it's not don't because that's uh is don't the fake trailer yeah. that Edgar Wright did yeah. yeah it's not that she's going to take over the school yeah pretty much um don't know what Miss Honey was going to do, but yeah, Matilda's taken over the school. I like the idea that Miss Honey is her Leon. Like, Miss Honey's training her. Miss Honey is a sleeper agent masquerading as a... Uh, she's a French sleeper agent masquerading as a uh, primary school teacher. So, obviously, her real name is uh, Miss Meal because that's that's Honey in French. Interesting. Interesting. So, you're saying she's a honey trap? She is a honey trap, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, fuck it. Let, let's let's fucking roll with it. So, Miss Honey, obviously, is a French sleeper agent who's gone to the school. It's undercover. You need a cover story. And Matilda then comes in and gets trained by Miss Honey instead of Leon. Yes. And then takes on the school when um, Miss Trunchbull, in what is a darker film... <laughs> Definitely ends up killing a child. I mean, it's a fairly dark film anyway. She puts them in the chokey, which is oh yeah, basically an Iron Maiden, right? You're basically playing Matilda straight, mm. and Matilda straight is horrifying because she force feeds an entire cake to a child. Yes, <laughs> that child's not going home okay. No, I mean at the very least he's getting uh, type one diabetes or type two, whichever There's... ones you acquire stomach's rupture there are that kid is not making it through the rest of the day no she throws a child by her hair over a wall yeah like it's fucked it's like that plane straight is horrifying and that is why matilda picks up her weapons (laughs) and takes over the school putting miss trunchable in the chokey does she end up in the chokey i can't remember possibly yeah interesting Interesting. Is this um, the original, or are we doing all of this whilst it's also a musical? Oh, ooh, no. Because it would have... Ah, that's, uh, that's an interesting... You've got the juxtaposition of it being played straight, but also being a musical. But also, because you've swapped her in, she isn't singing anything. Yes. and then But you would also then need the opposite of that, that in Leon... Matilda fucking sings all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I originally thought the Mara Wilson, like the, like I said, like the 96 yeah. version of it. But I really like the idea <laughs> of Leon's Matilda just being like, why the fuck is everyone singing? This isn't fun. <laughs> it would be like, um, uh, it would end up playing out like, fuck, what's it called? Um, I want to say Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire are in it. They Spider-Man. get sucked into a <laughs> fair play. Um, they get sucked into like a black and white sitcom. 
and it's all very traditional American values. And as they break people out of those, the people turn into color. Pleasantville? Yes. It was them, wasn't it? Time to Google. Pleasantville. No, it was Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. I obviously thought Kirsten Dunst because of Spider-Man. Paul Walker was also in it. Uh, you know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, okay, so it would be like Pleasantville where the more she gets to people that this is fucked up, they stop singing. Yeah. And it just slowly moves away from a musical to people just accurately realising that they are basically being abused. Kind of feels a bit like WandaVision kind of vibes as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, quite WandaVision-y. So we'll go for that. But then, like, again, that does slightly alter the Leon with superpowers vibe if Matilda keeps singing in it. So maybe she just reads the room (laughs) and, and doesn't sing. But Adding the idea that this professional assassin adopts a child and then discovers that child has telekinetic abilities. That's interesting. Mm. That could be a really cool idea of then also not being sure whether to use these powers for evil. How do you utilize them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a, a big part of Leon is him kind of like trying to steer her away from, like, whilst kind of. Mm equipping her to go down that path also try and steer away from that path as well kind of thing so yeah but you you, you can also then bring in you'd have the net the extension of that would be that leon is also about it's it's leon trying to guide her towards a better life and it is also matilda imparting like her night like naive and wholesome view of the world onto him oh yeah and he by the end he's singing but I am going to take that one further of it ends with him. We will still... Uh, sp- uh, it came out, what, 30 years ago? I was going to say, spoilers for Leon, the 1994 film. Mm. Um, it has the incredible ending of he gives a, he gets shot by Gary Oldman's character and then gives him a present that's from Matilda. Yeah. And it's a grenade pin, and it turns out he's wearing a ton of grenades and explodes. In this, the ending would be he gives him a grenade and then uses his own telekinetic abilities he's learnt from her to pull the pit out with his mind and then everyone explodes. I like that idea. It could I'm, work. I'm down. Very, again, very different film. Mm. Yeah, I, for, so for the, for the Leon side of it, I'm going to say Matilda reads the room and doesn't sing. For the Matilda side of it, um, it is Pleasantville-esque where they are slowly, people slowly stop singing as the more level-headed view of Matilda realising that everything is fucked seeps into it. And then obviously they awaken Miss Honey, the sleeper agent, to teach her about firearms. Yep. And bee husbandry. It works, mate. It just fucking works. And like I know it's from, if we are doing the musical version of the film, then it means we don't get an incredible shootout set to... Rusted Roots, Send Me On My Way. Send Me On My Way. <laughs> and, which I think could be, it would be a bit kick assy I think, but I would love to see that as well. Like, any combination of this fucking works. I, I, I think it would be really, really good. I'm going to go with another one where I'm slipping out 
swipping, swapping, swipping, swapping, swapping. The name, uh, the name's the same again, Ian. The films, I hear you cry. What are they? I'll tell you, Ian. They are Dirty Dancing and Baby Driver, because nobody puts Baby Driver in the corner, Ian. <laughs> so we would have Baby, the uh, uh, getaway whiz, um, pairing up with Patrick Swayze in a dance competition. And we would have um, Jennifer Grey uh, driving getaway vehicles in Baby Driver. I think the the dirty dancing angle is probably the the better of the two. I think it works more because I, you, you don't look convinced. Baby's all into music, right? He's always got his earbuds in. He's it's to block out the tinnitus and everything. And I feel like dancing is just the the obvious next step. And you know, there's an argument to say that his driving was kind of dancing around the uh, highways <laughs> of East LA. So yeah, it's... I'll go. I'll go out on a limb and say no one's ever said that. I'll continue. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and he looks like the kind of person that would pay for their friends' abortion. So um, I think he fits into the day dancing um, mythos um, very well. He could probably run across that bit where they run across the um, run across. There's some things in the pond, isn't there? Some logs in like a lake or something. They do something with that. He could. I, I'm going to say for sure. He could carry a watermelon, and he wouldn't moan about it. That, that's his defining character feature. <laughs> yeah. Tinnitus could carry a watermelon. Yeah. And I reckon they would probably nail the lift sooner than uh, they managed to in the, the original. Y- yeah. And then on the flip side, you know, of course Jennifer Grey could be a, a getaway driver. What are you saying? Women can't drive but as good as men, and you sexist pig. <laughs> This is all I'm going to say during this part. Don't think anyone said that. <laughs> but carry on. You know, she wouldn't. She'd she'd be very good at getting away because she would never get stuck in a confined space where there's sort of walls on either side at right angles to her because nobody puts Everyone baby puts in the corner. baby corner. Yep. <laughs> So she'd be out. Of there. That's exactly what you want from a get getaway driver as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's. You know, you want them. You want you want them to not back themselves into uh, two walls meeting at a right angle. Yeah, and you want them to have um, the best time doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. Some would say. Some would say, Graham, <laughs> the time of their lives. And the other, the other good thing is that um, Deborah, Lily James's character, she works in a in a diner. Baby's got hungry eyes. <laughs> the hungry, hungry eyes. We've talked a lot about personifying eyes. <laughs> so we've had sad eyes, we've had hungry eyes. Yeah. This is... I'm going to go out on a limb here, Graham. <laughs> One, I think... All every... Eyes On Me? That's that's a Tupac album. Um, they just arrested someone for shooting Tupac. I saw, yeah. Yeah. About, about fucking time. <laughs> Sorry, you were going out on a limb. Every three or four episodes, you have a choice that is based on a single line premise that you find really, really funny. And I'm gonna say, nobody puts Baby Driver in the corner is a sentence that this whole segment, which we are going to drag out to ten minutes, is based solely on you being able to say that. Am I wrong? <laughs> Guilty as charged, Your Honour. 
Exhibit B, Doc Johnson's The Fist, four episodes ago. <sighs> it's nice to know you get me, though. I get it. Man. Like, um, you know. I, I, I get it. It's, it's a good. It's a good fucking pun. Is there a Fallout Boy song called Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner? Time to Google. Um. Oh, yes. Searching for stuff. There is. It's from under the cork tree. I don't remember how the song goes. Is also didn't they have um drink down that gin and kerosene? That's a bit off bridges with me. Just to keep us warm, like I'm actually EV. Keep Nothing comes as easy as you in a late all day. I'll be your best kept set secret and your biggest mistake. Have the highest pair there's a failure every day. There we go. Keep quiet. Nothing comes as easy as you. That's that's a proper neg, that is, isn't it? Yeah, that is that is that's a neg and a half, that is. Did they also do a little less sixteen candles? Yeah. Yes. So wear me like a locket around your throat, I'll well you down. Oh what you choke. choke. You look so good in blue. <laughs> you fucking psychopath, Patrick. Did I think though, um I think the the emo song that has to be kind of one of the most horrific in that kind of regard is 70 Hawthorne Heights huh is it Hawthorne Heights no Hawthorne Heights is just like is so painfully like try hard isn't it <laughs> can yes. I wish some black matters uh no it's <laughs> I fall asleep tonight uh 70 times 7 by brand new I don't remember that uh where is <laughs> there you go um Right, is that what you call a getaway? Tell me what you got away with, because I've seen more spine and jellyfish. I've seen more guts in 11-year-old kids. Have another drink and drive yourself home. I hope there's ice on all the roads, and you can think of me when you forget your seatbelt and again when your head goes through the windshield. Nice. Take You Back Sunday were full of very try-hard emo lyrics, but I fucking love them. Oh, Take You Back Sunday, great. And will you tell all your friends, you've got your gun to my head. <laughs> this was this all was only wishful thinking. This all is only wishful thinking. Uh, but Don't even the name of trying that to explain cute, cute Angel without the E. I know exactly what goes on. One of uh, a lesser, I think I, I played this to you, but a lesser known emo band who were like a British emo band that were never really kind of made it. Um, were a band called the Mascara Story, and they mm-hmm. had a song called "This Is Not a Bruise." Um, and the lyrics are, this is not a bruise from falling for you. Fucking hell. So there is a, a Reddit post from two years ago on the subreddit emo. Most emo lyrics of all time. Nice. My vote goes to, even if I spend 2004 listening to Morrissey in my car, I'm better off alone than I would be in your arms. <laughs> oh, number one. The truth is you can slit my throat and with my one, one last, last gasping breath, I'd apologise for bleeding on your, your shirt. shirt. Yeah. The, the this is not a bruise song also contains the the lines um, incentive to wake at four am to write poems with eyeliner. Fucking hell. Anyway, we would obviously. Uh, I can't even remember how we got to. Um, uh, oh, Fall, Fallout Boy have a Fallout song called "Nobody Puts Baby yeah. in the Corner," which is the only reason you've made this choice. No, no, no. Nobody puts baby driver in the corner is the only reason I made this. Sorry. choice. Sorry. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> Which is not a Fallout Boy song. But we would use that Fallout Boy song in the Baby Driver version where it's Jennifer Grey playing Baby because, um, you know, there's music is a big part of Baby Driver. Would you, do you think we could get, here's what we're also doing, 
We're doing a full-on swap. Every song from Baby Driver is going over to Dirty Dancing and vice versa. Okay, so there's going to be a car chase to I've Had the Time of My Life. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. I feel like it's maybe, you know the bit when, um, spoiler for a film that came out 10 years ago, where he kills John Hamm? What? Maybe that's because obviously John John Hamm's life's over. um, The character he plays, not actual John Hamm. And... um, yeah, then maybe it just goes into I've had the time of my life. I'm not sure because one thing I do think when I look at John Hamm is, you know what? Those are some hungry eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Not 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 the sad eyes of David Duchovny, but some hungry, hungry eyes. The hungry eyes of John Hamm is the follow up to the sad eyes of David <laughs> Duchovny. Well, it, it it works as well because of the 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 food surname. Very true. Very <laughs> true. Sure, let's fucking do it. Soundtrack swap. Soundtrack swap. And we're going to do the final dance uh, is going to be to... Um, uh, oh, what do we do? Maybe the tequila one? Because that's got all the gunshots. So maybe there's some gunshots in thingy. Um, and then obviously we'd um, we'd include a montage to Hocus Pocus by Focus. Uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus definitely yes. has to be in this. I'm not going to lie in. I think I've run out of steam on this one. <laughs> so this... This is um, one, I think you could do this swap without it impacting one of the sides at all. I also have predominantly done this so we can bring back uh, a podcast favourite topic. So this is, this is a character name with, well actually no, he is in the film, so in the film he is based on a real person, but his credited name is Dr. Gonzo. Okay. So this is the Benicio del Toro character in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Who's basically based on um what's his chops, isn't he? So no, so Raul Duke is based on Hunter S. Thompson, which is the Johnny Depp character. Oh, okay. Benicio del Toro is based on a guy called Oscar Acosta, who was a heavyweight Samoan attorney that was good friends with Hunter S. Thompson. Um, inspired Dr. Gonzo in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas before disappearing in Mexico in 1974. So, uh, yeah, sounds like a character. Hunter S. Thompson is one of the most fascinating people. Like, mm. he is, it is just amazing. He is insane. There's, do you watch any of the, like, the, the documentaries where he's just like, getting high and shooting shotguns in his back garden and stuff and yeah yeah there he oh fucking hell he's there's a photo of him with a blow-up doll in a car with johnny depp and john cusack right end of statement okay i've, I've read some of the stuff he's done and i've got a collection of like articles he wrote um which the is fucking incredible dark one is it called? Yes, yeah, so the shark the shark one's in there. I think it is just I'm just shouting across the room from my bookshelf. Uh the Gonzo Paper Anthology. Okay. The Gonzo Papers Anthology, which is I think a lot of the stuff he wrote. So the, the Kentucky Derby one's the best thing he wrote. The Kentucky ever, right? Derby, I think, is in there, the shark one's in there. But the Kentucky Derby was so he got sent to cover the Kentucky Derby and handed in an article about him getting so drunk he missed the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. <laughs> and it is 
fucking brilliant. His Hell's Angels book is really good. Yeah, I've not I've not read that one yet. And he's got the, the Fear and Loathing on the campaign trial as well, right? Yes. Yeah, Which I've got a load of his. 72, I want to say. 72 at action. So? I think the Rum Diary as well. Yeah, it's just... He's, he's great. Dr. Gonzo, we are replacing with our favourite chicken fucker, Gonzo from the Muppets. Nice. So, on muppet.fandom.com... Mm. There is a page just called Gonzo's Attraction to Chickens. And I quote, Gonzo's amorous desires are most often centred on chickens. This paltry passion first serviced episode 204 of The Muppet Show when he held auditions for dancing chickens. David Gulse ad-libbed the line, don't call us, we'll call you nice legs though. After this, the writers decided that Gonzo should have an attraction to chickens. Although Camilla is the only chicken with a regular name and personality. There have been instances where Gonzo has referred to other chickens by name. <laughs> In the Muppet Christmas Carol, Gonzo introduces a live chicken to Rizzo named Louise. Gonzo also did a dancing chicken act with a live chicken called Lolita. And the Tuxedo Gonzo action figure by Palisade Toys includes a packed figure of a chicken named Bernice. Excellent. How Do we, do we know how... Um... How Charles feels about Gonzo's things with Camilla. Oh, I see what you did there. Because that's our queen? Yes. Is she like queen consort, I think, is like the proper term? Because weirdly, if you have a king, he can have a queen, but a queen can't have a king. Because I think something to do with chess. Yes, sure. Why not? I would prefer Gonzo fucks chickens as as our head of state. As our head of state, same. To I, be think fair. It's, I, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's better. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo fucks chickens. It's really fucking weird. Like this is a kids thing, where an alien fucks chickens, and th- yeah, there, there is there's a, a a picture from and I'm not 100 percent sure where it's from of Gonzo taking a photo of a live chicken. It, it's it's all a bit weird. It is a bit strange, but I would also argue not as strange as Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Well, that's the thing. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, replacing a human character with Gonzo the Muppet, you wouldn't bat a... F- He's not even the only puppet in the fucking film. No, because isn't like the, the hotel receptionist like in Moray Hill that's a puppet, right? Yeah, there's a whole drug hallucination scene where there's a lot and i think Vern troyer rocks up in a puppet costume or something i've i've never done any kind of psychoactive substance just the h that's in your back pocket <laughs> just, just just ian watkins no not that one the one from steps yeah that's in my back pocket um no but i've never um i've, I've never done anything like that but i feel like watching fear and living in las vegas was the closest i have ever been to feeling like i have done something like that yeah it is trippy. Yeah, it's it's so fucking weird. The, the scene in like the revolving restaurant bit. Yeah. I mean that I lit- literally felt like motion sickness from watching it. It's such a good fucking film. It's great. It is great. And carries on our tie back to we'll call them an emo band. Who? Avenged Sevenfold have uh, Backcountry. Backcountry, of course they fucking do. Yeah. I don't think that's their only Hunter S. Thompson reference either. It may not be, no. That's the only one I'm 100% aware of. Yeah. So, Fear and Loathing is such a weird fucking film. 
I think it would add to it by replacing a character with a chicken fucking Muppet. Yeah, this is, I think, also our first mentioning of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, isn't it? I think, I think it is. Yeah, that's criminal. It is. We are the real loathing here. <laughs> Another quote, just because why not? In 1999 interview, uh, in a 1999 interview about Muppets from Space, Brian Henson states an earlier draft of the script alluded to Gonzo's attraction to chickens being a trait of Gonzo's alien species. We tried to explain the chickens in one of the drafts, but we gave up. We decided these aliens, for whatever reason, just think chickens are the greatest. <laughs> ah, um, this then means we have a, a question to answer, mm. which is which film are we taking Gonzo from? So we are replacing Gonzo with a drug-fueled Benicio del Toro. I feel like it fits best into like the. Muppet, the Muppets, two thousand and fourteen, or whenever Something. it came out. I I know the one you mean. The one with the how I met your mother. Girl. I like the idea of a drug fueled Benicio del Toro narrating Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah, but also I don't want anyone to touch that film because it's a masterpiece and I will not be told otherwise. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, we'll replace Gonzo in, and that's also a great. That's a very Muppet joke to have. Yeah. Gonzo suddenly played by Benicio del Toro that they don't comment on. Just again, a very drug fueled Doctor Gonzo running a toilet factory. Yes, in the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. like I could see that they they go so they they're going to visit Gonzo, and it is Doctor Gonzo, and they can even do ah oh, wrong Gonzo or whatever the fuck you want to do. But I I th- I think it would the other side fits better. Don't get me wrong, but I still think the Muppet humour, especially now, I think could make that swap work. Yeah. But I would love to see... I mean, I don't need to see Benicio del Toro fuck a chicken. <laughs> like, that's not that's not a mental image I need to see. But I like the idea... Yeah. of and Not even Gonzo playing a part. Just Gonzo being Gonzo from the Muppets in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You could have a whole, um, like... Dr. Gonzo versus Dr. Teeth showdown on, like, who's not a real doctor kind of thing as well. Oh, nice. And they're bringing Dr. Pepper as well. Yeah. Because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Nice. And Rizzo the Rat giving a lot of sad eye. Uh, sad eye? It's on, the sad eyes of David Cofferty are on my mind. Rizzo giving side eye Yeah. in a proper, like, that's not Gonzo. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. And then realising it's not Gonzo and then... David Coveney's sad eyes. Then the sad, the sad, sad, ratty eyes. Of... <laughs> the sad, sad, David Coveney eyes of a rat. Oh, oh dear. And yeah, like, I, it would, I think it would work. I, I, I truly think <laughs> it would work. And that is fucking batshit insane. The fact that even briefly you could think this Bats, would make sense. Nice. Thanks. Shows how crazy both of these kind of films are. Because they are. The Muppets are fucking, like... Sim- the Muppets are fucking chicks, like we've said. But similar to Matilda, like, if you take away the family filter of it, the Muppets are fucked. Yeah. Like, it's fucked. It's very, very... It is just... It is basically Hunter S. Thompson anyway. Yeah, and it, to be fair, it's also one of those ones that's definitely kind of got the... Um, it's aimed at kids, but parents can enjoy it kind of thing for sure yeah for sure for sure like the some of yeah i fucking i fucking love the muppets 
chicken fucking aside, because he does fuck chickens. Yeah, the Disney Plus muckers are quite good. Is that the one that was done like The Office? Yeah, it was a bit hit and miss, but it was um, some of the hits were like the Swedish Chef stuff in it was very very good. Because hmm. Danny Trejo was in an episode with the Swedish yes! Chef. Yeah, I don't I don't think that was the one I'm thinking of though. I think that was a lockdown one they did. Okay. Um, because they did a whole series where it was done like a behind the scenes of the Muppets, and it was filmed like The Office. Okay, I don't know if I've seen that one then. And then I think the one you're talking about was presented by like the tech Muppet, like the yes. techie sound guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was done like sketches. And it had, and they kind of went to different screens like that. Like Zap. Like Zap. That was the one. Like I was, Zap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Zap was weird as fucking hell. But as that well. was trippy as anything. Yeah. With like the hands that were all like, like this and in like weird, like blue silk gloves and stuff. Yeah. Round the Fucking twist, hell. that was also mental. Ever, ever felt like this? <laughs> Muppet Babies, to bring it back to the Muppets, Muppet Babies was a fucking weird show. Yeah. What came first, I, Muppet I, Babies or Rugrats? I feel like one was one, one probably rode out the success of the other. I want to say Rugrats was first. Okay, so Muppet Babies was... So I'll tell you when Muppet Babies came out. Yeah. So there was a reboot from 2018, which threw me. Okay. And then you tell me if you think Rugrats was after. Okay. Muppet Babies was 1984. Oof. Well, I would assume Rugrats was after, because I thought Rugrats came out when I was, like, I don't know, five or something. Uh, Yeah, so Rugrats... Rugrats was 1991. Okay, so I was three. And it aired through to 2004. So a which long is longer, time. Longer than I thought. 172 episodes. Blimey. Um, Isn't that, I believe, the exact same number of episodes that Always Sunny in Philadelphia has run for? And I, the only reason I remember that is because we spoke to Harley about it, and I'm sure he said there was 172 episodes. Lower. Lower? Always Sunny is lower. So lower. Always Sunny is 170. Oh, close, but no cigar. Close. Very close. Very close. Yeah, Muppet Babies, yeah, is fucking weird i also think gonzo has befriends a baby chicken in it i hope not yeah i'm fairly sure baby gonzo and there is a baby camilla the chicken um, i'm sure tell you what, let, let's let's have a look at the that fandom gonzo oh, fox chickens page very innocent in muppet babies like his grown-up counterpart baby gonzo has an obsession with chickens fair enough final choice we've made it this far ian my final choice, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Ash Williams is going to kill some Pokemon, and Ash Ketchum is going to fight off some Deadites with some Pokemon and Pikachu and Charizard and whatever else he ended up with. Because I would I would love if that whole section was you just 10 minutes of you and Pikachu and Charizard <laughs> and Butterfree and yeah. Pink Bell and coughing. And Articuno and Zapdos. First choice and Muck. where they've different names and Geodude ish because they've got separate surnames are you done and Onyx no I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm committed mate I'm committed I'm already googling up the poker rap so I can do that in the background Hitmonchan Hitmonlee oh yeah yeah fair mm. Machop Machoke Growlithe Machamp, RK9 yes Ekans Arbok Nidoran Nidoran Coughing Queezing anyway um yeah, so you've got 
Ash Williams taking his chainsaw arm to the uh is it are they finding Mewtwo in the first Pokemon movie? Is that what happens at the beginning of it, isn't it? Mewtwo was genetically created by Team Rocket. Yeah. And then he invites people to an island? Something like that. Yeah. I watched the first I And watched... then all the Pokemon cry and Ash stops being dead. I watched the first Pokemon movie. I think we might have had this conversation before at the old Odeon and Oxford. We've, we've had this conversation yeah, yeah. because we both realised that's the only film either of us could remember watching. There. Oh no, no, because then we must have gone on to my anecdote about when I went to see the Spy Shagmila. Oh yes, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, which is, and I also saw Spice World there. Never seen Spice World. Ah, I mean, you know, Richard E. Grant is in it. I think. Yes, I think you're right. And there's a double-decker bus and the Spice Girls. As you do. The obvious topic of conversation, we're talking about Pokemon and Evil Dead. Globally, is there a... Do you think that there's a... Bear in mind that we've we've got social media now, so there's a slight benefit to the present versus the past. But do you think it was a bigger story, Posh and Bex or Swift and Kelsey? Ooh. And I mean... Taylor Swift and Kelsey, not the two O linemen at the Eagles. Going, uh, Swift's not an O lineman at the Eagles. He's a fucking running back. Fuck Graham. God, yes, disgust me. Um, uh, I based go my parents. Yeah, would know David and Victoria Becker. Uh, yeah, my parents and that general generation of people will not know the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey stuff. This is and true. I think I think if it can break it needs to break out into multiple different kind of worlds, right? Yeah. So I and and the David Beckham stuff was before, you know, before your TikToks. Well this your, is my your, point about yeah and your exes media and stuff. things. Yeah. 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 Um, so plus Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have never been on Ali G. Uh true. Very true. But but also yeah, fuck. Like the NFL have realised they're onto it. Like I know everyone hates it, but as a business, like the opportunity they have now for like millions of new fans being interested in the sport and oh, it's crazy. Like, it. And I've 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 got time for that. Like his shirt sales have gone up four hundred percent. Which is impressive when you consider that he was already a popular player. Like, if a yeah. if a non-popular player went up four hundred percent, that could be from like a hundred shirt sales to four thousand, whatever it is. I can't do maths. I've been awake for far too long. Given the Chiefs' roster currently, yeah, Travis Kelsey would have been the second highest selling jersey on that team. Yeah, by by a easy and considerable margin. Yeah, I mean, I. Truly believe the whole thing is a PR stunt. It's not an actual relationship, but um, that's 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 for a different podcast. Where were we? Spice World, the movie, Spy Shagmi, Odeon, Pokemon, the first movie. Um, yeah. So um, Ash Williams is going to go after Team Rocket and Mewtwo with a chainsaw and a shotgun. Nice. Um, and then flip reverse it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we're, I said that. We're bringing a lot of like '90s pop music into this. <laughs> we're aging. What ourselves. was Flip Reverse it? Was that uh, Missy Elliott? Wasn't it? No. Yes. Was it? No. Flip it and reverse it. It's your premonition. 
which I'm fairly sure is the lyrics. Uh, all right, no. So, right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the lyrics up for this because why not? I've I'm not gonna lie, Graham. I've embarrassed myself with this one. Oh, it's a Jason Scott. <laughs> Girl, I love the way you work it, and if you let me. I want to flip reverse it. Come well, on, baby, work it for me now. So, baby girl, they take a ride in the back of the truck. If you want to get crunk, better know who you are. I'm the kind of boy that, like a lot of heat under covers, sitting on some cheddar, need to work your girl. I'm the type more like to pick up the mic and bless this crowd with my flows while you stare and grind. Flip it, rip it, lick it. Girls, strip it. Yo, you can kick it. The mic is the ticket. Goes to sip it. You freaky deaky shit. Flick it. Lick it good. And put it in the place where you should. And when I take the nude, no one gives you the feelings the way I could. Ugh. Oh, fucking hell. Love love solid for hours. Not even Austin Powers could top it. Based on the names of people in Blazing Squad, uh... Freak, Rocky, spelt double E, Rocky B, Mellow D, Spike E, Kenzie, Reaper, spelt R-E-E-P-A, obviously, Crazy with a K, Flavor, Tommy B and Strider. I'm going to guess none of them fuck like Austin Powers. (laughs) No, but um, Strider fucks like Viggo Mortensen. (laughs) Oh... I was quite happy with that one. The fucky eyes. The fucky eyes of Vigo Mortensen. The bedroom eyes of Vigo Mortensen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Even for us, Graham, the tangents this episode have been fucking insane. They have. Oh. Yes. Anyway, back to rap. Electro, Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Ratatouille, Vero, Pidgey. Pokemon. Ash right, okay. Come on, we can fucking do this. Ash Ketchum, Cabin in the Woods, Necromonicon, Deadites. How do I save everyone? I choose you, Pikachu, and Charizard, and his other friend. Who, who was the like? Who was his main? Uh, yeah, Pikachu, Charizard. There was a Pidgey that went to a Pidgeotto. A Pidgey- Pidgeot, I believe. He ended up with Pidgeot. a Pidgeot. He traded his butterfree, I believe. We've said this before, but I, I strongly believe Ash is a cunt. Uh, Ash, the lessons as a father, Graham. The lessons to learn from Pokemon are don't bother actually learning how to do shit. It's probably going to work out fine. Yeah, fair point. Um, That's You know who didn't teach lessons like that, Graham? Digimon, the superior <laughs> tiny monster-based show. Write me. Write you? Get in, get in the comments. Oh, okay. There's something where... <sighs> I was reading a thing the other day about how there's a thing in the Pokemon games that is where like Professor Oak is like way back in one of them and if a certain duel didn't happen then the first one would never happen because he would never go in. I can't remember it now and I'm I don't know what to go- like I'm at the point where I don't know what to Google in. That's that's where today has got to. Um but if I if I figure it out We'll, we'll drop in a future Graham and I'll explain it because we've never done one of those. Hi guys, future Graham here. I know, first time for everything, right? Um, so on that Professor Oak thing, um, so it turns out in the fourth Pokemon film, which includes Celebi, um, there is a surprise twist at the end it's revealed that the boy who spent several days travelling with Ash's gang was in fact a young Professor Oak who had been transported through time by Celebi. Um, and 
the implications here are that um, the only reason Oak had a Pikachu when Ash arrived at his lab in the first episode is because he knew Ash and Pikachu would get along when he travelled to the future, um, or the past, or both, I'm not sure. And um, there's also the piece about, well, why does Professor Oak prefer Ash to, you know, his actual grandson? Um, and apparently the theory here is he's just trying to reconnect with a long-lost childhood friend who doesn't actually know he's his friend. Um, and then also at one point in the film, um, he ca he comments on um, a sketchbook. At, so Ash comments on the sketchbook. He says it's just like a Pokedex. And then he explains what the Pokedex is. And the theory here is that by Professor Oak travelling back or forward or both in time, um, this was the inspiration to create the Pokedex so Ash could then explain what Pokedex was. Um, so basically, I think Christopher Nolan had a hand in the fourth Pokemon film. We've never done a few... We've done a past Ian and a future Ian yeah. because they are easy to do because I edit the podcast. Yeah, I can send you a voice note. Nice. I look forward um, to it. I'll find it somewhere. I don't know what I'll get. Hopefully, with some sleep tomorrow, I'll figure out. Oh, that's depressing. I searched Professor Oak, and one of the top uh, hits was Professor Oak voice actor retires due to cancer. That's really cool. I want to be the very best. Um, I might cut out me singing the Pokemon theme tune there, Graham. That sounded very... Uh... It did, yeah. Um <laughs> Very harsh. Imposter Professor Oak was one of the hardest cards to get when I was completing the original base set of Pokemon trading card games. There was a Professor Oak card. No, Imposter Professor Oak. Imposter Professor Oak. Mm. What the fuck did that do? Can't remember. Imposter shit. Imposter shit. Just, just confused by uh, because Professor Oak also, at least in the video games, like he wasn't okay. No. Ah, oh, my grandson. What's his name? Yes, Assface. You're... Is he a boy or a girl? <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there that have got that can relate, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, so Ash, Ashes, right? We got this. We're here. Yeah. So Ash, Ash is taking on the Deadites with with his Pokemon, um, and that just sounds fun. Zombies versus Pokemon. Yeah, Charizard would obviously fly off because Ash couldn't control him because Ash was a bad Pokemon trainer. His one job of being a Pokemon trainer, Ash was not very good at. Yes. But yeah, I like that. I like the idea. Yeah, He won that, the whole thing works. though recently, didn't he? I th yeah, he did, I think. Yeah. Also, he's like, his name is a bit like nominative determinism, isn't it? Ash Ketchum. Yeah, true. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> he was either going in to Pokemon or tomato ketchup sales. It was one or the yeah. other. Well, obviously, Steve shit at this had never any chance. <laughs> and then, okay, so we have that. Yeah. So we have the the Ash cabin in the woods sorted out. Yeah. Ash with a ch chainsaw mm. killing Pokemon. Yeah. Is a flex. <laughs> like, and can you imagine gun. just just Pokemon traders? Like, oh, he's fainted. It's like, oh, Pidgey has been cut in half with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Ekans was shot in the face. Just turning up to a poker centre with Nurse Nurse Joy? Nurse Joy. Expecting um, 
Oh, has he fainted? <laughs> <laughs> just, just getting a, just heal him. What, what the what the fuck happened to him? He's both halves of him. <laughs> yeah. Can you save him? <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? We don't know because he's been mutilated. <laughs> yeah, this Pokemon had to be identified by dental records. So those were our choices. They were. Those were our choices. And that brings us on to the point of the podcast, Graham. So out of mine, do we have to have, for want of a better word, the H talk now? Or shall I just give my list and then we will continue from there? Give your list and we'll continue from there. Okay. So, out of my ones, based solely on the the two finished products from each and also the likelihood of those finished products actually being good and worth watching. Number three, I think I'm going to do Ivan Drago and Ivan Ooze because it doesn't quite line up regardless of how great the mental images of it is. And this may say more about me but i like the idea of i want to see dolph lundgren emerge from an egg number two i am going to go with uh dr gonzo and gonzo chicken fucker uh like i said i think both of those would weirdly still work without any change across the two and then number one i'm going with matilda and matilda assassin matilda and telekinetic matilda because i think both of those films would be really really interesting sorry you mean matilda and matilda matilda Matilda. it's a silent h (laughs) well that's because he just wouldn't stop singing (laughs) silent hate the silent eyes actually no that sounds like he's dead (laughs) it does yeah the silent eyes of h is that's a sci-fi novel or that's a that's a fantasy novel that would have a map at the beginning Uh, it would yeah the but the, ma- the map of H would be of a spaceship. I like it. Mm. I like it. And your choice, Graham. What's the top three of your three? I'm reverse ordering it. The T Rex swap is in three. Um, it would vastly improve uh, T uh, Tammy and the T Rex because it would just be hilarious that she's with an actual T Rex rather than um, her ex boyfriend as a T Rex. But it certainly devalues Jurassic Park in the. Um, in the uh, intimidation stakes when it comes to the dinosaurs. Um, we then have um, Baby Driver and Baby Dancer. <laughs> There's one between Dirty. the two. Dirty yeah. Baby Driver. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in, in final place, um, Ash Williams getting Pokemon and Ash Ketchum saving his friends from the Deadites with some Pokemon. Very nice. Okay. Right. So, for a combined top three, Mm. annoyingly, the one of yours that I had an issue with, which I thought would balance out the H question, you've put in third. (laughs) Because Tammy and the T-Rex, the T-Rex was called Michael. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Paul Walker's character is Michael I would argue the T-Rex is Michael but then you could also argue that they never told us the name of the Jurassic Park T-Rex maybe he is called Michael this is very true <laughs> um, I still think she? aren't all dinosaurs in Jurassic Park female? yes no, you're right. you are right. I, I apologise she could still be called Michael she, she could be yeah the main, uh, main character in Star Trek Discovery is called Michael there you go are they a T-Rex? There's, they're not. They're a woman. 
(laughs) (laughs) Which is the point, weirdly. (laughs) So I think, how do we play this, Graham? What What do you think the top three is? What do I? Let's go from that. Top three is. So aside from the point of the podcast, (laughs) I would go. Um. Right, so I would go Matilda Mathilda at one, then Ash and Ash at two, and then just because I love Hunter S. Thompson, I'd go Gonzo and Gonzo. However, we can't because it's not the same name. So it presents us with a problem because it is it is the best choice, but they're just not the same name. But they're both called Matilda. It's not the same name. It's the same name. It's not. This is Matilda. It's fine. So okay. So are you suggesting that Wales and Wales are the same? The country is the same as the animal. Oh, how long have you been sitting on that one for? (laughs) Because you make ah, you fucker. Fine, fine. I guess you know. Ironically, it's an H that screws you there as well. It's always the H that gets you. Always. Um, I okay. I would, but also, I I can't think of a good argument around it. I still think it's the same name. I think they share the same same name, which is Matilda. I would have allowed Graham spelt differently. I wouldn't because fuck that other way of spelling, Graham. If you, if your name's spelt the wrong way, you're not you're not a real one. Let, let's let's get the H back in with this. I would have allowed John J O N and John J O H N because they're both Johns. Yeah, but they're not the same but John. They're, but they're Johns. <laughs> Like the character, it's characters who share a name, not characters who share an exact spelling of the name. <laughs> Graham, annoyingly, yeah, I came up with a really good fucking idea, <laughs> and then an and H ruined it for ruined it for all of us. I don't want to let it go. But yeah, I think here we go. So what we're doing, right? We're going. We'll go Gonzo, Ash, Baby. And then honourable mention to Matilda Mathilda, which would have been number one if there wasn't an H. So Gonzo Ash Baby. Yeah. Okay. Gonzo Ash How, Baby. Uh, there's got to be an Ashes to Ashes joke there somewhere. Um, drivers to drivers. Can, how about we... I think you're right. I don't think... I think putting it out to social media is just going to either bite me in the ass or... Um, you will still just say, "Well, they're wrong." Yeah, you know, we've yeah. we've. You saw what happened with the last referendum. True. No. Yeah. Very good point. So, all right, we won't <laughs> referendum it. Okay. All right. So, you would also tell me you wouldn't have the same argument if, if the roles were if if we flip reversed it. If we flip reversed it, baby. If we flip reversed it, um, I would. I would have said exactly the same thing. You would have said exactly. I the would. Same I thing. would have. I would have. I would have ardently held to the topic that nobody gives a shit about (laughs) just to get some fictional fantasy points on an Excel sheet that only me and you follow. Not only me and you, because you can also follow it if you're on our Patreon, but also we're the only ones who care about the points tally. Yeah. Okay, right, fine, fine, I guess you're right. So... The podcast nobody asked for is top three characters who share a name we want to swap places. There is an honourable mention for Matilda from Matilda and Mathilda 
from Leon because they aren't identical names, which is the one thing Graham said they should be. At number three, we have Baby from Baby Driver and Baby from Dirty Dancing. At number two, we have Ash from Evil Dead and Ash from Pokemon. At number one, we have Gonzo the Chicken Fucker with Dr. Gonzo from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. If you agreed with our choices, if you also have a problem with H's, you can find us on the pod- uh, on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us on Patreon where we become a friend of the podcast. You can make everything bigger and better, as we always say, and just kind of help us keep the podcast, the pod lights on. Mm. Yep, which, you know, cost of living crisis, prices of energy bills. Also worth saying, the undrafted episode that's coming out in November might be one of my favourite things we've ever done. Like, some of that. so on our Patreon you get a monthly bonus episode, and some of them have been so fucking good. We recorded one in a car park, which weirdly was brilliant. Yeah. And we now have a mailbag where we answer listener questions, and those questions have been fucking weird. Yes, so if you want to hear your weird question answered, sign up. For as little as £2.50 a month. I might add. And if you want to ask us more questions, if you want to send in your questions via Twitter, you can. Nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can do the same on Facebook if you're that way inclined. Um, And you can find us at the podcast nobody asked for.co.uk where we have all of the information for all of these things and more. And also, we've been doing some guesting rounds lately. So head over to the Church Tarantino, head over to Fundamentals, check out our episodes that we've done there recently, because why not? They're good guys. They had us on. You should listen to it. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave a review and in your review, put any future episode ideas you may have, and we'll make sure we do the best ones. So that was a good one. Mm. I liked that, Graham. That was a weird fucking episode full of tangents and 90s pop music. Tangent upon tangents, which apparently is where we go after four hours sleep and three beers. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's, it's a weird one. Anyway, where did I get up to? Sea uh, King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly. Ugh, no one asked for this.